Chiggity, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Gross. All right, then. 100 or some <laughs> movie thing podcast. Uh, this is episode number 70. Yeah. We're reviewing Unforgiven. I've seen this one. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. We we yeah. went back on my Western kick. Yeah, you showed me a like a shitload ago. of Western movies when I was like 12. Yep. Yep. Um, it was a good time to start. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, yeah. You showed me John Wayne's uh, True Grit. Mm-hmm. Um, you showed me Unforgiven. Yep. Um, there was one uh, also had John Wayne in it that uh, had a bunch of kids that were... Uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, yes. That was awesome. I'm going to make some sugar tits before we leave. Hey. Hey, 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 sugar tits. What sugar tits? Um, (laughs) got yourself a slice of pie. Get yourself a slice of pie. Anyway. Some beans and some coffee. Yep. Um, (laughs) anyway, so, uh, this particular film is, uh, the 1992 Best Picture with Clint Eastwood. Best Picture winner, yep. Um, with Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman as the main characters. And, uh, um... Gene Hackman as the villain-ish. Yep. Um, and then, uh, then a whole bunch of bunch of people. Yeah, it's got uh, Richard Harris and Saul Rubinek. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis Fisher as the as Strawberry Alice, the uh, the madam, the madam nice. the, of the the Hewer House. Nice. Yes. All righty, and uh, let's see. So this this got uh, Best Picture in 1992. Uh-huh. Um what else? I mean, this is there's not really else much to say about it. I mean, it's it's good. it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, really good movie. Um Yeah. So I think we should probably just uh get into it. What do you think? Yeah. So right. if you haven't seen Unforgiven in a while, you know, pause and go watch it and then come back. Uh if you haven't seen it at all, pause, go watch it, come back. And if you don't want to see it, then, well, don't pause. Just stay here. You don't have to come back. All right. Well, you, you, we would like I you mean, to come back. I mean, Right, if you don't pause, though, that means you don't have to come back. Right. Is what I was saying. Yeah, but they could pause it and just leave. I mean, well, we are right. all they of our one listeners. We, we know you who our, you are. Our listener is, is awesome. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Pretty cool audience. You don't, you don't know what's a he. You're right, I don't. That's right. All right, shall our, we get this started? Our listener started? is awesome. Yes. All righty. Let's get this party started. Right about now. Anyway. Is one of us going to just keep doing that until it gets way too fucking old? I think that uh, we are... 33 episodes into this uh, this thing, and uh, if it hasn't gotten old yet, it might get old around 55. All right. <laughs> that works. Retiring age. Um, yeah. Right. Yes. Anyways. That's what they're okay. telling you these days. So, oh, shut up. <laughs> this is your generation's fault. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. We're to blame. Yep. So, okay. So, this film uh, was directed by Clint Eastwood. Yes. It was... Um, it it's what is known now known as uh, revisionist western was this yes it the... is it is what it is what has become referred to, uh, or has yes it's referred to as revisionist a revisionist western. western was this the first of its kind or was this more of like um it was the first major film of its kind to yeah. be a revisionist western to be yeah 
And the Western has gone through um, has gone through a lot of changes over time. Uh-huh. The Western has been a just kind of a pop candy bubblegum popcorn movie type thing. Yeah, like it a lot of other been, films. Uh, it has been largely a um, a filler. Uh-huh. You know, you can do a little adventure. You can do a little, um, you know. You got a singing. You get singing cowboys. Yeah. You got dancing cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got trick riding time. cowboys. You got trick shooting cowboys. You've got you trick got, riding shooting cowboys. You got tin hats. Tin hats. <laughs> you got big tall white hats. Uh-huh. Tin stars. Big chaps. Black hats. Big thing. You know, black hats. Snarling, snarling villains. Twirling mustaches. Trains. Lots trains, of trains. Lots of trains. Stagecoaches. You got all kinds of stuff, and it it has a resonance with with people because of the historical aspect of it so you know you you can you can tell us a story set in the old west Mm -hmm. and you've kind of got a little bit of a superhero element to it yeah there's a mythological element to it yeah there's all these things you can tell and you can tell all kinds of stories as a western absolutely and there are there you can make you can make allegorical films about the plight of the of the uh the writers who were blacklisted and mm-hmm. in in, uh, in the fifties, you can write stories about the other, the fear of the unknown. Um, you can write. You Wasn't know, the, that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh. I'm talking about back in the the Cold War era type oh, films. Oh, you, gotcha. you could write. You could write films like science fiction, largely in the fifties, was about the communist menace, mm-hmm. not directly. And not even that it was so much of a menace, but it was this fear of the unknown and this other that mm-hmm. was out there somewhere and looking at us instead the alien, of saying, the foreign. oh, they're they're weird and they don't talk like us yeah. directly. You could say, oh, it's this giant guy from outer space who has a, a thing with I've a knife. I've seen Forbidden and... Planet. I know. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was just The Tempest, though. That was... Yeah. Right. That was yeah. Shakespeare. But I know, but still. <laughs> so, Point anyway, being. so westerns, westerns are a very malleable world. Because you have also the elements of exploration, newness. You have the wide open spaces of the American West that are unspoiled, untouched, untainted by by uh, by the white man at this point. Mm-hmm. You've got a mysterious. You've got the mysterious presence of the natives. You've got the wildlife. You've got the the beautiful vistas. You've got you know sunsets for days. Everywhere. So just yeah, sunsets just everywhere. Falling out of the sky, really, literally. <laughs> so what makes a revisionist western a revisionist western a revisionist western has consequences correct thank you very good yeah it's almost like we it's almost like we recorded like 15 minutes of this podcast the other night and then came back to it today yeah right weird huh awesome okay anyway. yes <laughs> yes so a revisionist western has consequences in a regular western you have the same kind of thing that you have with superhero movies you punch some guy, bad guy in the face, and he goes flying through a wall, but nobody no really gets hurt. He gets up, and he's like, hey, like that. You know, you have uh, Superman and, and Zod fight it out, and they, they kill, you know... Hundreds of thousands seven, of people. 700,000 people, and nobody's really shedding a tear over the fact that all these people have died, because it's a superhero movie! Yay! Yay, Superman! Buildings are falling down, and people were at work in them! Yay! Yay! Exactly, so... Yeah. In a, in a Western... You have the the trick shooter, okay? So um, you have Kevin Costner in Silverado. Mm-hmm. He, in one scene, jumps out of a, a hayloft 
in between two guys. Ba-bam! Whips his pistols around on his fingers, which fucking hurts, by the way, when you're using real pistols to spin them around. That, that fucking hurts. So, spins them around and right into the holster. I take it you spent a lot of time trying to do that? I did it a couple times. Fucking hurts. I'd imagine. Pistols are heavy. I know they're fucking heavy. Yeah. So, so, but that kind of thing. That's a. That's another. You know, there's a. There's a thing. Trick shot. You know, you, you have the, the low slung hip on the hip there. And he pulls it out, and you bam, shoot from the waist. Bam, pull it out. You know, boom, shooting cards out of the sky. Bam, shooting coins out of the sky. Bam, shot a bird out of the sky. You know, you're a, a really bad shot with a pistol. Well, <laughs> it was aiming at the buffalo. <laughs> so, broadside of a barn, and right? Hit a okay. Bird. And, and Westerns also tend to not be, um, they tend to have a pass when it comes to historical accuracy. You can, you know, The Rifleman, which was a TV show in the, in the, um, in the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. had a Winchester um, lever-action rifle, as a, repeat, as a repeating rifle, mm-hmm. and it, um, they, they modified it so it had a large ring on the, for the, the, uh, the lever action yeah. had a large ring on it, so that the guy who was shooting the the pistol or the, the the rifle, Chuck Connors, could flip the the lever action really fast, yeah, and basically shoot it not like a machine gun, but really bang, 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 bang. You know, quite so quickly. Something like that didn't actually exist in the old west. Could you modify a rifle to do something like that? Oh well, of course you could, but what would be the point? I'd... Nobody hip shoots with a rifle, yeah, in real true. life. Yeah. <laughs> but he's walking down the street, gunning down bad guys. Bam, 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 bam. No, you, you do that That's more how, the, yeah. with a, a rifleman. With a shotgun. Starring Chuck Connors. Yeah. Right. So, you have that. Yeah. Um, that's, that was TV. Clint Eastwood got his start in TV. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Was, uh, in Rawhide. Um, the, the show about the never-ending cattle drive. <laughs> um, Going to Kansas. But Clint Eastwood also had... Um, a long series of films. You know, I, I wouldn't actually call it a series, I guess, technically. But he made um, uh, what were called spaghetti westerns mm-hmm. in uh, in the late 50s and early 60s. And now all through up through the late 60s. Um, the Italian cinema yeah. had this real hard-on for stories set in the American West. Really? Huh. Yeah. So there were... They, they were easy... They, they were... They were Cheaply produced, mm-hmm. basically, kind of like not quite grindhouse films, not quite schlock horror B movie type films, but they were westerns that had low budgets, and they they had sort of an element of the sometimes supernatural, sometimes otherworldly kind of thing to them. There was always yeah. a sort of mystery. Um, There's a uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, Hang 'Em High. Yeah, you know, is the guy dead? Is he actually already? Is he the guy that they killed earlier? Yeah, <laughs> and he comes back to to like murder all the guys that killed him, you know yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. You know, and he plays that out. Actually, there's a there's a uh, film that uh, that Clint Eastwood did later uh, later on in his career called Pale Rider, mm-hmm. where the premise is he's death. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he rides into town and he's a he's a pale rider on the on the pale horse, and the, it's he's yeah. a he's a skeleton who rides a pale horse. I believe is the Kind of. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Um, so so you can tell these sort of, you know, allegorical, supernatural, yeah. sort of mythological tales the, with the Western, and people are like, it works for me. Well, I mean, the, the, the whole concept of the cowboy, the, the, the cowboy, the bank robber, all this other stuff, mm-hmm. it's so 
muddled with folklore and legend. This is what what would most most countries be like the stories of the Vikings and you know the Celtic hunters right. and all those other have, stuff. Those they this are our, our they are our Vikings. They are our 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 Celtic war god badasses. Yeah. The the the, the cowboy is that. Yeah, the cowboy so is our, the American our hero. mythological treatment of the cowboy up until the point where people were like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, if you take a forty-four caliber pistol bullet, a ball of lead, uh-huh. put a bunch of gra- grains of gunpowder behind it and some wadding, mm-hmm. and then you shoot somebody in the chest with that, yeah, from a few feet away, they generally don't just die. They get all bloody and they yeah. get leaky. Yeah, and then they start crying. Yeah, and they shit themselves. Jesus, really? And all oh, pff, all kinds of things. But uh-huh. that's what the revisionist western is about. Oh, where you see the consequences instead of the cowboy who's sitting on top of his horse playing his guitar, and then he pulls out his pistol and bang shoots the bad guy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, I had a white hat on, so it's all good. <laughs> I got a badge. So We're instead good. of that, you have stories of a man who was a murderous cutthroat, killer of women and children. Who, killed women and children and it's it's somewhat ambiguous as to whether it was war because he very well could have been a border raider from on either side Uh confederate or union Mm -hmm. Um, but the time period is set so that you know it's years after the civil war Mm -hmm. it's could have done that he did he did some mean mean nasty ugly things in 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 his past in the film he the the things that he is credited with doing is uh, killing women and children, mm-hmm. robbing stagecoaches, uh-huh. killing a federal marshal, yep. and uh, killing everything that damn near walked or crawled on this God-given earth, I believe <laughs> is the actual quote, at one point or another. At one point or another. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, in something you won't see in a, a Silverado or a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. he actually says, you kill a man... You take away everything he's ever been and everything he's ever going to be. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a philosoph- there's a philosophical bent to it. Yeah. It's still the stuff of legend. Right. His mythology precedes him. Mm-hmm. When people find out who he is, they freak the fuck out. People, several people, in fact, did. Yeah. The only like, oh my god, Will Money. Oh shit. Yeah. He's and, badass. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think the one person who didn't freak out was. Um, was um the little bill little bill <laughs> little bill okay and they <laughs> speaking of legends and stuff like that this film has a very interesting way of deconstructing the legend as well doesn't it because um there is a character um what's his name london oh god what was his name english jack i think was his e- name english bob english bob thank you yeah, thank you you're welcome um <laughs> it's like i had seen this movie weeks ago um so english bob <laughs> yeah English Bob has a writer following him around who yeah. writes little um, pulp fiction novels. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he got the shit kicked out of him when he rolled into town because he wanted to collect the bounty of, uh, and he was he basically the writer he got thrown in jail by Little Bill, mm-hmm. and the writer basically spent the evening with Little Bill pistol whipped. Pistol and whipped then thrown him. in jail. Pistol whipped and then thrown in jail. I actually, um, I watched it with a friend and he pegged him as the uh, the anti- rival antagonist. Oh, when he showed up, he said, "That's going to be the bad guy." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of what happens. That's that's a that's another one of the tropes. There are so many tropes in this film that are just turned on their head, turned <laughs> on their ear. Um, yeah, English Bob rides into town. 
That's English gonna, Bob. Oh my God, that's English Bob. He's the stuff of I've got his book, right? You know yeah, that kind of he thing. Wrote a fucking carriage into town. Yeah, and he's got his he's got his biographer with him, like you mm. said. Yeah, and um, and. Basically, he has the uh, yeah. most anticlimactic. He gets basically what happens is English Bob gets the crap kicked out of him by the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff basically deconstruct basically takes the legends that he's been telling his biographer. Right, pulls them apart because right. he was there. I think. Um, yeah. What? Okay. So what? Yeah. So the story. Yeah, he takes the story of. Oh, do you really know what happened to that guy when he has it was a it was a fight and he pulled his pistol and. Yeah, you know, fired and everything, and it, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. How did it? What actually happened? Uh, as it turned out, he shot himself in the foot. Uh, English Bob fell down, and he was going to walk up to him and shoot him right in the skull. Yeah, and it misfired, and he basically blew off his hand, and then he he killed him point blank rage. Him, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it's one of those mean, it, nasty, ugly way to die. Yeah, and completely dishonorable because he was even talking about you know how he was this honorable man and you know unhand that maiden. The only thing that he the, the only honorable thing that he had ever done was uh, not completely. What was it? He didn't even. He was uh, trying to. F uh, he was trying to have sex with a woman, and the <laughs> other guy, the other guy, beat him to it. And, and that was that was pretty much the whole reason why they fought. And it was like one of those you sat there and you're just like, oh, oh that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then basically, but they turn that around into a story mm -hmm. that makes it seem like the guy was doing some raping, so he needed to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Unhand so, that maiden. So this story, yeah. the story is um, a cowhand rides into town and buys himself a whore. Yep. At the local brothel. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't perform to his expectations. And no, no, no. Giggles at his uh, tiny dick. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Here's the thing. Is that both of the guys that are supposed to be the bad guys in this uh, particular... Um, in this... Um, Mm -hmm. In this film, yeah. the the guys who are like the butcher, the evil man, right, the, right. the serial killer, that, right, right. they're not bad dudes. No. One guy just made a mistake, and the other guy kind of just went with what happened. Yeah. And now they're being punished for basically... Yeah. Uh, no one's really a sympathetic character. The only people no. who are really sympathetic characters aren't the good guys in this and that's, film. And that's even... That's another, that's another facet of this, you know, that we're looking at a movie... And we're we're asked to root for once again a person who is a murderer and a thief mm -hmm. and a murderer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing is the bad <laughs> guy is the guy who's trying to keep order in his town. That's right. the other thing. He's right. he's just he doesn't he's not evil. He's and they not do a bad in the man. final reel they do turn him into a little bit of a sadist. A little, but but even so, yeah, you know. Um, the there was an interesting there's an interesting scene in which um, they shoot Morgan Freeman and they put him in a box on the front porch yep. of the saloon mm -hmm. I think it was the saloon and that's what they used to do with yeah. criminals that were caught yep they would shoot them and then they would put them on display yep for days at a time Living because a yeah because they wanted to display that they had that the law had got this guy yep. You know, so that was... They did it with Jesse James. They paraded his ass around for years. Yeah. So, um, so the story, the cowboy, the, 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 the whore laughs at his, 
his under endowment. He cuts <laughs> her quite quite brutally. Except it's the thing is is that the makeup job that they did for her, it wasn't that bad. She looked like she just had a couple of scratches. Well, yeah. Which but mean, it's all relative. It's, it's all, all relative, you know. yeah. Because, I mean, so, the hyperbole that eventually got to Clint Eastwood was they cut up her face, sliced they, off her ears, sliced off her nose, yeah. cut her teats off, left everything but... Um, yeah, but yeah, that was... Yeah, uh, the yeah the guy that was telling them what happened, yeah, exaggerated. It was ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, the legend The legend grows, and mm. then and they finally, you know, says, oh, well, I can go I can go take care of those guys. Yeah, that's not an issue. So he me. goes and he... Ran, they, the word, word gets to Clint Eastwood... He needs money because he's got two young children. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes and he collects Morgan Freeman. Yep, who's retired to a farm. Yep, his his with partner his, in crime with the uh, what was it, Sally Two Trees? Yeah, the yeah. one woman that you could that could melt a fucking glacier with her with her stare. <laughs> I know, shit. I know. <laughs> she hated everybody she did. in that she was scene. Just like, no, I'm not happy. Not I, happy. I with hate this. everyone here. Yeah. So um, they ride into town. Um, they talk to the madam, mm-hmm. Strawberry Alice. Also, not a very not a character that I would sympathize with. Yeah, she just wanted that guy dead. Yep, no motivation. And, just... and oh no, she had a motivation. Yeah, her, her investment. Mo- her motivation was her investment. Yep, she had paid. She didn't actually care about the girl. No, she didn't give shit. She didn't she, give a shit about she the She cared about the revenue. She cared she yeah. cared about the money. Yeah. And it's like and I'm supposed to sympathize with that. Right. Am I supposed to like connect with? that? Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, who do you who you're supposed to connect with in this film? I didn't connect. I mean, with, they literally, yeah. the, and that that is, I think, one of the. And I mentioned this already. That is a problem I do have with this film. In order to make it justifiable for little Bill Daggett to die, spoiler alert, because that's what happens in westerns. The bad guy has to die. Yep. Um, and that goes back to the Hayes Code back in the in the twenties yeah, yeah, yeah. and thirties. Mm-hmm. But the good guy always has the, to win. The good guy has to win. So the good guy has been established to be Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's a good guy is because he's sorry for what he did. He regrets his past. He regrets his past. Because of his wife. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. His wife. He married He married a good Christian woman who... who Set him right. Said, yeah. And so his past haunts him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that makes him the good guy in this picture. Bill actually, a little Bill has to actually be turned into somewhat of a sadist, uh-huh. in order for us to identify with the fact that he's actually not that bad. Yeah, he's just the bad guy of the piece. Yeah, that's the thing is that the what he how he handles the situation mm-hmm. is quite honestly how it worked back then. It was like it's well, a whore. No get, one cares. You get a posse, you get a bunch of guys together, and yeah. you defend your town. I, you know, and I get that, and but that's the thing. It's like. It wasn't enough for him to just be opposed to Eastwood. They actually actually had to turn him up to eleven a little bit. Killed okay, he killed a criminal. Right, and then it became a revenge picture. Yeah, a little bit. Is it just which the is thing fine? I'm fine with. It. I still yeah. think it's a fabulous movie. It didn't age quite as well as I had expected. Nope. Um, but but you know it's. I do have to say um, this. I, I enjoyed this film. Uh-huh. I, I really did like it. Yeah. But looking back, there was a lot of stuff that needed some work. Like? Because I, I guarantee you that if they did it from the point of view of uh, Gene Hackman's character, uh-huh. it would have been a completely different story. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, honestly... Well, of, course it, would, it, of no, course it would have. Let me finish. It would have been a story that, honestly, 
would have probably made a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Would have been a little bit more because uh, there were pick people who are who identify with you. Identify with the sheriff who basically tried to handle the situation as best he could. Uh-huh. The madam didn't like that, right? So she puts out a bounty for which he needs now needs to deal with a bunch of bounty hunters, criminals, and thieves. Uh huh. One shows up, he throws him out of town. Another t- another pair show up, they're a problem, and he has to go deal with them. Right. So they catch one, he interrogates one of them. Or, I'm sorry, there were three of them, but he catches one and interrogates of them. While which, two of his citizens are being murdered. Right. For which they honestly thought, which he honestly thought was, you know, they did everything, he did everything that he could to the extent of the loss, short of hanging the two boys, which honestly... Given the politics back then, probably would have been a little bit less than beneficial for him because he would have pissed off the ranch, the ranchman. Right. You know, he would have pissed off a lot of people. Right. So basically, what he was doing is essentially throughout this whole movie is fucking damage control. Yeah. So he's not really at fault in this situation. He's just doing his no. job. And I'm not even saying that he's at fault anyway. I'm yeah. what I'm saying is though that even w- with all that yes i see i can see that and i and i agree with you definitely mm-hmm. yeah um the problem that i have with with that is because because that's what he was doing yeah they had to turn him into a sadist they had to turn that knob and go you know what you're just going to kick the shit out of somebody now and now you're going to try to you know you're going to try to to kill our hero yeah and set him up to to be except the only thing that made me sympathetic with the hero was that he had children. Is that if he dies, then his children are fucked. Yeah, probably. And that was the only thing that made me sympathize with the character. Was non-existent. That and the, and and you you actually as you search your as you search your soul, you will find that you were sympathetic with him because he was re- reformed. You may not necessarily agree with the reforms or why he reformed, but yeah, but because he had been a bad man. And he'd now shoot. he was no longer a bad man. Yeah, but that's the thing is that they, you they know, did keep coming back to the thing that once you're a bad man, you're always a bad man. Though that is, is true, which is what I liked. But here's yeah. the thing is that he, as a character, well, I mean, what's what's the deal with films? Show don't tell. Sure. Right. Sure. They kept telling us that he was a reformed man, though they had never they hadn't demonstrated it. The only thing that they it's had true. demonstrated was that he was clean and sober. Well, he didn't kick a he didn't kick a puppy. So were there even dogs uh, in this movie? There were a couple dogs. In okay, he didn't just, kick any of them, so he must be a, he must be okay. My okay, so just my point is is that <laughs> they didn't show us that he was a reformed man because he you know basically up to the point where he was being where he was being you know in, he was getting the shit kicked out of him by Gene Hackman. Uh-huh. Um, basically, he rode around. He got shot at a little bit by his incom- by the incompetent. Uh, Young bo- young gun, <laughs> the Schofield kid, the Schofield kid, yeah, uh, who gave himself his own nickname. Uh, he you rode around for a little. Give yourself wh- your own nickname. It's true. You cannot give yourself your own nickname. Rode around, caught a fever, and mm-hmm. then got sick. Yeah, got sick, and then got nursed back to health, and basically told a woman that she was ugly. Except, and then he backpedaled like an awkward, like a socially awkward sorry teenager. About, sorry about that. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to call you ugly, but at the same time, I kind of did. Because I'm Clint fucking Eastwood. Give me an Oscar. Um, anyway, I think I think the farther and farther I'm getting down into this film, I'm realizing that I'm not liking it that much. Um, uh, yeah, but it, uh, well, it's, you'll find that if you if you deconstruct like that, everything is everything it, falls apart. Everything falls apart. Anyway, um, so this, uh, it's just this film, it was... Uh, 
Yeah, it's just there was no the, when you when you when you watch it, you get behind it and you go, "Okay, I'm on board with this guy being a bad guy, being a bad a bad guy, not a bad guy." And since he's the yeah. hero, that other guy who opposes him is automatically the villain. Yeah, but once you when leave you the theater, start you start thinking stop, about Wait it, a minute. You're like, "Hang on, that guy was doing his job." That guy was just doing now, what he was just doing your job is not an excuse no, to absolutely do, not. do terrible things, but he didn't really do any terrible things. Yeah, he did what was right. honestly the best for the community. Yes. And I'm going to keep coming back to that cuz honestly, that's what he was doing. I yep. mean, yeah, it was a whore and you know, yeah, she's a human being and all this other stuff, but as he said in the film, this is all over a whore? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then he died. And then he died. Um, oh yeah, and also in one of the, I think this is like the first time I've seen this in recent history, of, uh, the one suffering deputy who's, ah, walks in, bang, and keeps walking. Yeah. With the, with the rifle, just, goosh, and keeps yeah. walking, and walks out. Um. What was he? Yeah. He, he had a line. He, he killed, yeah, in the, in the curse you to Django. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And I'm gonna kill your... Then I'm going to kill your wives, I'm going to kill your family, I'm going to burn your house down. I'm going to kill your dogs. I'm going to, basically, I'm going to do a lot of stuff that is really, really, yeah, and it, and it does a lot better than a lot of revisionist westerns, which is basically, you know, the same movie except somebody smeared dirt all over everybody. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, it, it was a fine example of a revisionist western. It still needs some work. Yeah. Now... I'm going to compare this to a couple other Western films. For example, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Did. Not uh -huh. revisionist. No. Is Django? Django Unchained? No. No. I do not think so. You do not although, think so. Although it does have the elements of showing some of the, some of the uh, after effects of violence. Mm-hmm. But it is piggybacking on the revisionist Western, which gave us the appetite for the... The, the nitty-gritty. For that... Yes. Yeah. Um, but it is still a mythical legend told yep. on a west on a western scale. And that's the other thing about westerns is that you can tell any story and set it to a western and people well, will get behind Django, it. Well, Django Django Unchained is is the story of Brunhilde and Siegfried. Yeah. The, the, and the dragon of and the, yeah. the mountain there's always a mountain. There's always a mountain. It's a German legend. Yeah. It's a German fairy tale. There's always a mountain. Um one of the best lines of that film, by the way. Um, yeah. Um, and it's... it's There's a... I don't know. It's just this This film is definitely an example of, you know, here are the consequences, here's what's going on, here's how, you know, your actions reflect, you know, how people, what people think of you and all this other stuff. But yeah. um, honestly, it was it was one of those films, well, now that I think about it, you know, Oh, and then, oh, the, one of the last lines of Gene Hackman. I was building a house! And then he finishes him off. Yep. That's the other thing. It was like, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, come on. And he was. He was building a house the yep. whole entire fucking time. Yeah. He was in every scene, practically every scene he was in. Any scene that anybody went to him, he was working yeah, on his house. Working on his house. Building a porch. Building a porch, putting a roof on. Yeah, the, the writer walking, was helping him carry wood. Walking around with the... With the Pots in the yeah. middle of the night with the rain coming down. Yep, yep. And the leaky, the leaky yeah. And stuff. it's uh, yeah. the only thing I've, the only help I've gotten was uh, the uh, what was it, the boy, 
somebody's boy carried hold the wood for me oh, that's about yeah. it that's about it yeah yeah he built the rest of it by himself yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's just like you're yeah you got kids but your kids are taken care of by sally Mel glacier melter and you know <laughs> so right. it's just yeah mm, uh, i know it's i i don't i don't know how to feel about this movie now shit you can still like it. It's okay. I, I still like it. I did. And I, I liked came to it. these same conclusions years ago. Yeah. So it's you know you what know. do I what do I do with this? I mean, should I just? You realize that you can feel multiple ways about multiple things. Shit. I know. It's all part of the human condition, though. That's it's bullshit. all about critical thinking. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, now I'm kind of tempted to write a story from the point of view of Gene Hackman. Well, do it. All right. Write it up. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? No, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I think okay. I'm pretty good. Alrighty. So um, yeah. If you uh, agree with us or disagree with us, give us a drop us an email. Hmm. One hundred of something at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us on the Twitter box. I'm at Mr. Bowen. He's at the underscore fro. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, at one hundred of something. Twitter, which never actually gets used, Ketchup and guns. the official 100 of some movie thing podcast uh, Twitter feed is at Ketchup Guns. Which there's a lot of that in this movie. Holy shit! There was a lot. There, uh, not, well, yeah. Well, I mean, there was there was that one that one. That's the other thing is that this film kind of has a way of uh, kind of explain like here let's let's throw some gore at you, but it's not <laughs> it's not too much. You know, he it's gets not... he's shot in the stomach. Is yeah. he dead? No. Yeah, we killed him. Yeah. Still screaming. Yeah, we killed him. He's dead. Yeah, he'll, yeah. yeah it's going to take a while. Yeah. Somebody give him some water. God damn it, give him a drink. Not going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, um, if you guys are at all interested, I would like to know what your favorite uh, Western movies are, because I would like to write something, and I, would, and I need to do as much analysis as possible. So, well, there you, know. you go. Send me your favorite. Send me your list of your favorite stuff. You know, email us. I will. I will respond, and I will give you my analysis of each of them and tell you why you are right or wrong. Wow. So <laughs> why you are right or wow? Yeah. Hubris. Yeah. Well, hey. Noise. You know, I gotta do it. It's gotta happen. So yeah. You know, feel free to email us at a hundred of something movie podcast at gmail dot com. I want no, it's one hundred of something. One hundred of something at gmail at gmail dot com. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Right. One hundred of something at gmail dot com. Uh, we're also on the Facebook. Um, we got a picture. Facebook.com slash 100 of something. We got a picture this yeah. time. Yeah, like us there, because cool. apparently that's cool and stuff, and all the hip kids are doing it. So, you know, there you go. All right. Yep. All righty. So, so uh, uh, next week is, um, what is next week? Next week is... Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Who's Afraid Wolf? of Virginia Wolf? Straight dope on a boat. Yeah. All righty. That's one I've read. Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. No. Well, this will be a this will be a fun trip. Yes, Richard Burton, Elizabeth Taylor. Ooh. Yes. Alrighty. Shall cool. we watch it? Yeah, we should probably just run right upstairs and go ahead and do that. All right, let's All do right. it. All right. So we're signing off from the podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>